Talk Radio 77 WABC. Sit in friends in the morning, live from Israel. WABC. Fray, never say never as we start hour number two of the Monday edition, day one of four, live from Israel, sitting friends in the morning, live from Halpiat, Jerusalem. So before I get to uh, my man Curtis, I land in Tel Aviv on Saturday night, and um, there's a guy here, his name is Charlie. How I got to know Charlie is none of your business. Stop asking me. Here I go again. It's the first time today I'm arguing with myself. So Charlie is a uh, very decorated cop, former New York cop, who now made his way to Israel. And uh, he meets me at the airport. I know that's going to make John Katsimatidis happy because he's really worried about my safety because he loves me. And I love you too, John. So he's, he meets me um, at the airport, and we go through the uh, customs together. And, he, you know, he got me through everything very, very quickly here. Sid, he's the big star, blah, blah, blah. So we go outside to meet Yehuda and the guys to go into the car to leave Tel Aviv. And there's a guy standing right next to me who I have no idea who the guy is. So Charlie goes to me, he goes, hey, Sid, you know who that is? I'm like, no, no idea. He's like, that's Gilad Erdan. He is the U.N. ambassador to Israel. I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm so used to seeing Gilad in a suit and tie. He was wearing sweatpants. I didn't recognize him. I said, yeah, of course. So I walk over to Gilad and I go, hey, Gilad, I'm Sid Rosenberg. Now, I expect Louis going to say to me, yeah, uh, not not sure who you are, whatever. Not the case. He goes, nice to meet you. He goes, I'm going to meet you in two weeks. I go, you're meeting me in two weeks? <laughs> How is that? Well, the um, there's a gentleman who is affiliated with the Fifth Avenue Synagogue, which happens to be the largest synagogue in New York, a very beautiful and impressive place. And they are putting on a benefit dinner and they're honoring me. It's coming up actually next Saturday, February the 10th, the day before Super Bowl 58. Hundreds of people, great speakers, Dove Hikind, Lizzie Savetsky, who just posted about me on her Instagram, and many, many others. And it's going to be a wonderful event, and they're giving me the Guardian of Israel Award, which is just another in a long line, what I believe is undeserved awards I've been getting since October the 7th. I've done nothing other than go on the air, and yes, I'm an advocate and I care, but the awards keep coming. So it turns out this guy, who's the U.N. ambassador to Israel, is going that night, 
and in fact is excited was excited to meet me, but now he met already at the Tel Aviv airport, so it's a pretty cool story. I also did say uh, last hour that I care, New York cares, America cares. Let me tell you who else cares, and it's important to get this in, WABC. You know, again, without the blessings of John and Margot Katz and Matidis and my man Chad Lopez, Chad was so enthusiastic about this, and of course he is. He's a serviceman, Chad. He spent years and years on a ship in the Navy. He knows what it's like to be in combat. He knows all that. So between John and Margo and Chad and Emily and George, just um, really happy that they've given me their enthusiastic blessings to do this because obviously not if, but when this goes well, we're going to do something like this again. Bottom, We don't do a lot of remotes. We need to change that. Like To be honest, when I get home from this, I would go to Vegas and cover Super Bowl 58. I really would. But this is obviously much more important. That's a stupid football game. Yes, it brings in billions and billions of dollars of revenue. We all enjoy it. We love it. But this is a little more important. I get that. And that's why I'm here. But uh, I do uh, appreciate WABC because they care too. All right. My first guest today is here every day at this time because he's great. Whether he's hosting the Rip and Read noon every weekday morning, overnight weekends, or sitting next to me at this time every morning, the icon, the legend, Mr. Guardian Angel Curtis Sliwa. Very few, if any, do it better. And, of course, Curtis spent the last couple of weeks giving me recommendations on where to go in Israel. He's been here three times. We wish he was here this time, but he's not. Back in the studios, our dear friend Curtis Sliwa. Good morning, Curtis. Well, we're so, so very proud of you, Sid, and your family for going over and showing support for Israel in its desperate time of need. I can't tell you how many of the Jews and Gentiles are not doing that. They're too worried about themselves, not about the Holy Land, not about our number one ally in the world, Israel. So uh, what you have done, no other radio talk show host uh, has done. No radio station has sent anyone over. So let me just say on behalf of all of us here We thank you for what you've done for the United States and for Israel, especially, Chad Lopez, you mentioned having served in the Navy. Do you know that recruitment is so far down in the Navy now? They announced the other day that they will take anybody who doesn't have a GED, no high school degree, you've been to prison, you're a member of the Bloods, you're Crips, they'll take you. We may have to have Chad Lopez re-up in order to keep us secure around the world. Look, our Navy is right there, right in the Mediterranean Sea, sailing in the Red Sea to protect shipping, to protect others, to protect Israel, and to protect our troops who, as you can see, once again, are under attack in that area. Three servicemen dead, not far from you, right on the border between Jordan and Syria, and we know there's going to be other attacks to come. And by golly, when our president says, oh, we're going to get him, What the hell are you going to do? You should have done it right away. You should have done it right away. They should have felt the wrath of the U.S. And I'm telling you, if there's one message you can convey, because B.B. is gone soon. He's gone. There's no doubt about it. 
He must bomb the nuclear reactors that are making weapons-grade uranium deep in Iran. He must take out their source, their supply, because they've said they'll drop their first bomb on Israel. They know they'll get wiped off the map. He must do what Menachem Begin did when Saddam Hussein was developing a nuclear weapon, and he took out the nuclear reactor. He was condemned by everyone, including Ronald Reagan. He said, but I'm elected to protect the Jews first and foremost. Almost. Please make sure the Israelis support BB in his last venture, and that is bomb the nuclear center of their weapons-grade uranium before they use it on Israel. Oh, I think you're right. That would be a, a terrific start. But as you just said, I wouldn't count on him doing anything. He's done nothing, and he, he listen. He learned very well. He learned very well from his, you know, his hero Barack Obama, who also sat idly by. I know eventually. He got the credit, and deservedly so, for killing Osama bin Laden. But week after week, whether it was Brussels or Paris or California or New York, there was a terrorist attack. And that guy spent more time trying to convince Americans to be nice to your Muslim neighbors rather than pay back the bastards that did it to us. This guy, Joe Biden, is even more feckless than Obama, and that's saying a lot. But moving away from that, uh, there are no guardian angels in Israel. I think you're in about 30 countries around the world. Have you thought about bringing that great group of yours here to Jerusalem? Not needed. And I'll tell you why. They are the most vigilant country in the world. You mentioned the law enforcement. You mentioned the IDF. Find out how many of the Israelis you meet are packing. Find out. Every one of them. Exactly. Not, 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 not only the Israelis, because I had this conversation last night. I went to dinner with four guys, Curtis, four guys. Uh, two of those guys are now my dear friends, including Yehuda. He's carrying a 43. One guy's carrying a 22. And, and they said to me, they said, here's the difference, and you can appreciate this, Curtis, between guys who carry guns in Israel and America. In Israel, once you turn a certain age, and it's a very young age, male or female, male or female, you must join the army, and you are taught how to use a gun. So when a civilian like the guys taking me to dinner last night carry guns, they know what they're doing. Unlike the folks in New York, who a lot of them, to quote Jimmy Breslin, the gang that couldn't shoot straight. Exactly. And let me remind everyone that while you're there, you're within walking distance of that Sabaros restaurant that Hamas bombed on August 9th of 2001. That's when I went over there after the Second Intifada. Iranian-supported, seven Palestinian uh, uh, suicide bombers. Actually, they secured the bombs in a guitar case at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. They killed 16, seven children, a pregnant woman, 130 wounded. And immediately Israel started building those walls. You will see walls that separate themselves from the potential suicide bombers, the Palestinians. When you come back, if you could see those walls, you could tell Americans how Israel knew the biggest threat had to be deterred by walls. And even before that, you said you were on Jaffa Street, Jaffa Road? Yes. That's where they had two suicide bombings on the number 18 bus in 1996, where they killed 45, nine Israeli soldiers. And who supported Hamas in doing that? Iran, 1996. The Israelis are tough people. They don't turn their cheek. They know who their enemies are. And even though they were asleep at the wheel, October 7th, just like we were at 9-11, the wrath of the Israelis will be upon Hamas, who have been trying to take them out for decades with the support of the Ayatollahs in Iran. 
I do want to give uh, some of the folks that you give a hard time to because that's you. That's why we love you, specifically my friend Michael Kemper, who I love dearly, and I think he does a really good job, some credit because on Saturday I was receiving, even before Saturday, to be honest, I knew for days about it, but it came out body and Saturday that these pro-Palestinian scumbags were going to, um, you know, block all the entrances to the airport because last Saturday happened to be the seven-year anniversary of the Trump Muslim ban, which, by the way, was great. Bring that back. Um, so they did it. They showed up in big numbers, and they blocked, you know, the Kennedy Airport, the Bell Parkway, all these losers. Now, the good news is by the time I got to the airport after Shabbos, 10 o'clock Saturday night, these low lives were gone. But they did cause a lot of havoc, but only lasted, Curtis, one hour before the NYPD broke those guys up. So the question is, is the NYPD getting better at this? Are they giving up earlier? Why did it seem to work on Saturday? How many did they arrest it? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. Are you, telling be, me none? Are you telling me this none? This is going to be like whack-a-mole. They're going to do it over and over and over. More important than that, more important than that is what happened Saturday night. Your friend, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, decided to take some city council members on a ride-along to let them see what average cops have to deal with out in the streets. Great idea. He's doing that because uh, it is a great idea. To his credit, he doesn't like the fact that cops are going to be overrun with paperwork when, in fact, they should be out there protecting New Yorkers. So in this case, he's not wrong. But this was the problem. A ride-along, of which I've been on, every time I've been arrested, they put me in the back of the car, and I'm forced to ride along with them with my hands behind me (laughs) with cuffs. And by the way, no bulletproof vest. But anyway, the point is, a ride-along is good. You get to see two cops having to respond to calls, the pressure, the stress they're under. Instead, what the Adams administration did was they put them all in police vans, all the politicians in one van. They had cops in the second van and they had the press in the third van and they were riding around Harlem. And it's sort of that's not a ride along. Come on, stop with the photo ops. You need to sit down with the city council people and hey, you turn to that city council person, Eric Adams, because they're listening now from City Hall. You say, Let's make a deal. What do you need in your district? What can I do to change your vote? Good old-fashioned horse-trading politics, which Eric Adams does not do. He chases the cameras. He should have had a sit-down. If tomorrow morning this vote remains on the schedule because the Speaker of the Council, Adams, no relationship to Eric Adams, put it on the calendar. That means they have the votes to override uh, this, the, uh, the uh, veto by Eric Adams. And another bill that is getting no attention is on behalf of correctional officers. They want to take away the bing, solitary confinement. No mention, no pressure about that. That will not be able to over... They, they will override that veto. That means every correctional officer out there is going to be under attack by inmates. There will be absolutely no complications to that. Half the CEOs now are females of color, black and Hispanic. Every day there are guys in the joint who are whipping out their John, masturbating in front of the women, grabbing their tuchuses. And the women can't even then say, hey, they need to be put in the bing. They need to be separated from the general population. You know they're just going to go out and do it again and again. These feckless city council people lock them up in the general population for like three days and they'll be screaming, please, I'll do anything, let me out. They made me, they're Maytag, oh, please. <laughs> yeah. 
The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. So in the final uh, minute or two of this uh, great conversation, God, I love you. You, uh, people don't know this, but you're doing us a huge favor. You know, we start the show at six o'clock every morning, and there are instances where remotes don't go well. Thank God this has been crystal clear this morning because Alex Trayman, JNS Studios in Jerusalem, this is the real deal. But you never know during a remote something can go wrong, and then you're off the air. Not us, because Curtis has volunteered to be in the studios. This is really very, very nice for the entirety of the show, 6 to 10 every morning. If something happens here, boom, Curtis is on the air. And I keep saying to people he's doing that out of the goodness of his heart. But the truth is, is that if there was some type of explosion like sparrows, and, of course, you want me to be alone because you love Danielle and my children, and, in fact, I couldn't make it back, you would, um, at least for the cameras, you would cry, but you would be thrilled to death because this would be your show. Is that honest or not, Curtis Sliwa? I would be cutting up the onions that I left in the WABC kitchen, <laughs> rubbing them under my eyes, fake tears. I would start to eulogize you on the radio. Well, I let would, me hear that. Let me hear that. How would that go? In I fact, would sound uh, like Alexander Haig when Reagan had been shot and Bush was flying around in the sky. I'm in charge. He was a great man. He was a righteous Jew who finally did Aliyah. Hashem has taken him high in the sky, and I'm in charge here on Mornings at WABC. Oh, God. You really are the best. Thank you. Uh, thank you for this great appearance. Thank you for being here. Seriously, Curtis, all week long. And uh, that's why when people talk about sitting friends in the morning, Curtis is not a guest. Curtis is on this show every day. As far as I'm concerned, he is a cast member. Just like I am, Justin is, Lewis is, Joe Nolan is, Noam is, Curtis Sliwa, a valued cast member of sitting friends in the morning. Folks, a long way to go on this show today. Two great live and studio guests, Congressman Anthony D'Esposito and our good buddy Steve Bannon, all still to come. Monday in Jerusalem with Sid. Built just for you. Entertaining talk, information, and New York opinions. Shut up! The world famous and American original. Talk Radio 77 WABC and WABCRadio.com.